Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. Um, I'm actually going to go back here into the lab and we're going to have a little discussion right now. We're going to talk about the first time I met a shaman. Hey, I know. It's a topic everybody's been wanting. My first encounter came uh, on Tinder, of all places, and I want to say 2015. Um, I was not the man that you see here or whatever at this point in time. I had been divorced. Um, had been kind of a rough childhood and teen years and all that, but you know, I've been newly divorced and was kind of still in a search mode for my life. Um, a bit kind of torn up over the divorce actually, which probably led me on Tinder, yeah. Um, and it was basically a thing of, hey, how many people can I meet, you know, maybe the ones out there somewhere, you know, I'll just keep having lunches at Italia Mia with all these different women in hopes that maybe one of them will be the one. <laughs> um, and it was always kind of the test, like, well, you know, if the conversation's horrible, we're splitting the check. If it's pretty, you know, chill or whatever, hey, maybe I'll pick it up and we can go somewhere. But at least we're meeting for lunch. Um, but, yeah, I, I meant, you know, whatever. And yeah, it was life. Um, I was, I think I settled back into just working one job for a while. I was working two jobs. Um, I had been on medication for a while for whatever sort of, you know, depression, anxiety, trauma, an ability to focus, so that was Adderall, Clonopin, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I had ballooned up to about 250 pounds, um, which is kind of weird because I weighed myself today at scale at the grocery store, and it was around 195, and I was like, holy shit, I better actually like take a picture and tell people why I'm doing this. Um, yeah, I ballooned up a bit, and I was just, you know, it was just bad, just a bad time for me. Um I was doing the, uh, I think that year was the year that for Lent, I did 40 nights of wine. You know, because Lent's 40 days long, so you have to give up something for each day. So I gave up sobriety for 40 days and drank wine each night when I would come home. Um, and I would say one glass, and some of those would turn into one bottle. And You know, if I had the glass out, then that counted, but I could also have a glass in. If I had a glass out, you know, just a lot of wine. Um, but during this time also, I just happened to swipe right on everything that passed by. And one of those was a young lady who, um, she, she has a really beautiful smile. I will tell her that much. Um, I, I could probably swipe, you know, if I was just doing it on smile alone, you know, face alone. Um, but you know, I'm also kind person and everything but you know it just probably would not have been my normal type per se um in any aspect really but she agreed to meet me for lunch there and i knew the second that she came in was like something's up this ain't like any of the other random swipes that have walked in the restaurant and you know she sits down and 
starts talking, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting laid from this, but keep talking. I might actually buy your lunch today. You sound pretty interesting. I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> um, but when she's talking, she was saying stuff about, she kept mentioning medicine. She kept mentioning healing and medicine and, you know, you need to take the medicine. The medicine's coming to you. It was like weird, you know, like the weirdest Tinder date I ever went on. Um, and, you know, it, it was just like, yeah, it was, you know, kind of what you needed at that time. Um, and, and I can say that, one, I think that a lot of us have an inner shaman inside of us. It's part of the reason why this channel is called Shamanic Innovations is me realizing and opening up the inner shaman inside of me. Um, but also, too, it's, you know, the experiences that I've encountered with other shamans that I've met, you know, and maybe even some sort of training in that for myself as I've gone along through this here. So, you know, it's medicine all around. But, yeah, the most I really thought of medicine was, well, you know, out in California, you know, cannabis is considered medicine. <laughs> um, this petroleum plant, yeah, I had a friend give me a peyote once in college. That's some medicine, I'm sure, you know. But I never really thought of it in any sort of way. I never really thought of any of this stuff. Um, a, a lot of these things, you know, from your plant medicines to shamans to crystals and oils and any metaphysical thing, your starseed, your indigo children, whatever. I'd seen memes on this stuff. I'd probably shared memes on this stuff because I had joined meme pages and, you know, here's me in my depressed state sitting there on the tablet, just scroll, save, scroll, save, collecting memes all day long, scroll, save. And I had a Facebook page that I would, you know, save them all up and shoot them all out in and you know, it was any sort of topic I wanted. If it was something that was kind of funny, great. If it was something that was kind of rude, even better, you know. And if it was something that was educational, hey, we'll take that too. Um, but, you know, it was a lot of like my life. There's no real direction, just, oh, you know what, we're going to quote a Bible verse and then the very next thing, trash religion. And then the very next thing, tell you all to be a good person. Um, and that was my life. It was just chaotic. And when I met this person, my life was chaotic to a point. And all I remember her saying was, you need to try the medicine. You need to try the medicine. Um, the tender, you know, as I said, it was a tender date. Um, I had lunch. I remember her saying that she was going to try medicine. Like, I had my ziti broccoli meal. And I think I actually ate hers. Like, I ordered her one also, and she's like, oh, I shouldn't have this, you know, because I'm going to have medicine this weekend. And I was like, what? Well, I'll just deal with it when I'm in the ceremony. It'll be fine. What? Um, you know, I'm a really good person. You know, I have medicine, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's really cute. Like, what? What? I'll just eat your sausage off of your thing, you know. What? And I remember, like, we actually, it was kind of weird. Like, we actually made out um, at the end of the lunch or whatever she's like okay well uh, oh yeah it's a date so she's like comes and kisses me and i'm like it's the weirdest kiss i've ever had in my holy shit she just implanted some sort of seed into me that i need to go have medicine <sighs> so now i guess i got to tell you about my second encounter with the shaman um and if you're not really guessing these are going to be the same shaman each one this would probably be about a year and a half later 
um, well, about a year later, actually, I started getting phone calls, you know, from friends and family after my mom passed. So, yeah, we'll go a year and a half later, actually, on the second face-to-face. I was getting phone calls, text messages, Facebook, emails, whatever, from everybody after mom passed. And really more everybody after Prince passed because it was like, oh, he lost Prince and his mom? Yeah, I lost my mom, actually. Um, So I got a lot of messages from a lot of people. And I started to just kind of also think, okay, what can I do for my life? That's it's just me here. I don't have her to answer to. You know, what can, what things have I not tried yet that I'm going to want to try? Um, what do I want to explore? What do I want to heal? What do I want to do? And I remember I went to a concert, actually, here in town. It's for uh, NACO and Medicine for the People. Great concert, great show, great band. Um, I actually found Nako at the Euphoria Festival earlier that year. Same festival I found Twiddle at. Um, I found a lot of groups that year, you know, at that festival. Um, you know, it was just, it was a really magical experience for me, especially, you know, the timing and everything, but also for the musicians that I, you know, fell in love with after leaving there. Um, those two especially being Twitter and Nako. Um, so yeah, I went to saw Nako, who's playing here in town. A friend of mine actually arranged for me to get into the show for free. I ran into another friend. Well, actually, no, I think we had two tickets, so I think I might have brought another friend with me, you know, to it. Or, you know, but yeah, I remember I went with a good friend from, you know, the Euphoria Festival, so it was like a good little reunion there. Um, we actually met another really cool person here in town, she works for Trader Joe's, and she thinks I forgot about that. Um, but I remember, like, I met her at the thing, and was, she's holding the sign. She was like, this is a good sign, like, right when I got up to the stage there. And she was like, oh, it's my birthday. And it's like, oh, happy birthday. Great, you know. Um, when I ran to her at Trader Joe's, it was like, this is a good sign. Yeah, here's a good sign. Um, great place to shop, too, because I didn't shop there, like, a couple years afterwards. But, uh Anyway, back to the story. Yeah, I went to see Nako and put on a killer performance. I'm up front. You know, it was wonderful. And maybe a couple days later, you know, because I post the pictures and video from the show or whatever. So maybe a couple days later, I hear from this Tinder date. You know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm back in St. Pete. Mom's passed, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of, you know, figure out what to do next. Oh, well, did you ever have the medicine? What? Well, I saw you were at a medicine and the people show. Really? You've been keeping up with me for the past year? You know, after... Yeah, I saw you were at the show, but... Did you ever have the medicine? No, actually, I haven't had any medicine. I could probably use some medicine. Well, I'm part of this, like, sacred family here in the area, and... Um, we bring people up from South America, Central America, whatever, and they bring medicine. Cool. Yeah, let's go. Um, mostly what I heard about medicine before that, you know, what you see on TV, what the other YouTube videos play. Oh, the medicine, yeah. You know, all these plant-based medicines, you're supposed to have this great, experience from them and their healing properties and you know they don't call it throwing up they call it getting well (laughs) so you know i was a little like scared you know but 
not really. You know, try anything twice. Um, so we arranged a ceremony, actually, at the end of December for me to attend. And the timing of that couldn't have been any more perfect. Um, the lady that I was staying with here in St. Petersburg had just gotten sick and passed. I had actually taken on an illness, kidney stone, probably a correlation of the entire year that I'd had before, um, which I just wanted to heal from. I wanted to put all of that away and be able to march into 2017 and beyond and go on a path of healing. Um, so at this point, you know, we go into the ceremony and I was seriously scared because, oh, I don't know what I'm taking. I don't know what it's going to do to me. Um, I think I saw something in the text. It wasn't supposed to be ayahuasca, but I couldn't really pronounce what it was. I was like, well, maybe, I don't know, some freaking plant. And it being San Pedro. But, um, yeah, I was like, you know, they had me on regular medication for the kidney stones. So now you're telling me, like, I can take this one, but not that one because of the ceremony. But, you know, yeah. Um, and I had actually started, like, really cleaning out my system before. It's probably how I found the kidney stone. I said, oh, I know I had this ceremony coming up. Let's start eating kale. So, yeah. Um, but I went. Anyway, and I went did that ceremony there at San Pedro. It was an overnight ceremony. And it was so reaffirming. It was so reassuring. Um, it was like, yeah, everything's actually going to work out. You know, this is all within the plans. And we know that you feel lonely right now, especially with all the loss. But those people are with you still in spirit, you know, as with everything. And... You know, you got this, basically. And it, it kind of kick-started the, you know, this leg of the journey here. Um, at that point in time, I found myself in the house that I'm living in, and it was, hey, I have this house to myself. I can start researching. I can read. I can watch videos. Um, I can ask people for tips for things. Um, I can experiment with things, try things out. I can, you know... Set up a little space and try doing some art. Um, I can set up another little space and try doing some Qigong, you know. And, hey, let's get some videos and learn some moves. And then we can, you know, walk to the park and try those moves out. You know, it really gave me, like, an opening. Hey, you know what? Maybe you should eat this. Maybe your body will get lighter and whatever. Um, maybe you can trust people again, love people again, whatever. So it really was helpful at that time for healing. Um, and I think if I was able to do a thousand more ceremonies like that, you know, I probably would have been great. Um, but I didn't get back in touch with, you know, the shaman for a while. Um, you know, she sent a couple of messages here and there. Um, you know, I remember, like, as I said, I had the kidney stone. So all I wanted to do was just go home and not have a kidney stone and, yeah, I went home and I didn't have the, you know, I didn't feel the pain from the kidney stone. Um, they ended up being being operated out a month later, and I was like, whatever, just rip it on out. Don't care because I've had this experience of healing, so I feel so much better, so much lighter. Um, so yeah, I went through and I tried to like work through the year, you know, two years, whatever, and 
thinking on it, yeah, I probably should have had another experience at the end of 20... That would have been 2017. So I probably should have had another experience sometime in 2017. Or in... Yeah. Or middle of 2018. Probably end of 2017 to carry me through 2018 would have been good. Um, I don't remember why I didn't go. Maybe it was just like, uh, I don't know if I really need another one. Or I'll just wait on something new. Or, you know, whatever. Nothing really came up. Um, you know, and Carl and I, Shaman and I stayed in touch. Um, you know, just kind of messaged back and forth. And, you know, she would say, like, hey, you know, I don't always say everything, but I do see you. And, uh, you know, anything would come from the soul group, great. And she was always like, hey, you know, if you want to go, um, come along. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, she actually went on her own quest, was able to go down to South America and, you know, do some training there. So that's why I can call her a shaman now, because, you know, she's gone through these trials. Um, but an opportunity came in December of this past year, 2018, to do another ceremony. This one was during the day, it was a sweat lodge, and it featured peyote. And it was again, a very magical, very healing time for me. Um, I tried to clean out the system as much as possible, but I kind of knew, okay, this isn't going to be ayahuasca, so I don't need to be super clean, but I'll clean up enough. Um, and peyote really isn't a get-sick type of thing. You more pass out from the heat, it really. So it was more staying hydrated for, you know, that ceremony there. Um, you know, like beforehand that we had water into you to sweat out. Uh, but, yeah, I really felt good leaving that. I felt... The the description that I got when I got back here, because um, the girlfriend was actually here at the time when I returned, and the description that I got was, oh my God, you're vibrating. I want to just lay on top of you right now so I can absorb all of this. Don't move. And that's pretty much how I stayed when I returned. Like, unable to move because someone's laying on top of me to absorb all the energy because I'm like buzzing, you know. Um, I think all I wanted to do while laying there was paint and the second that she let me up the next day, like I didn't even, we didn't have sex. It was just kind of like, all right, she's going to lay here like, oh my God, you're like buzzing. I'm like, okay, I just want to go paint. And the second that she got up, I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to go paint. <laughs> she's like, what? Like, what I've wanted to do. It's like, oh my God, you just say you want to go pay, you know? So now I know, speak up whenever you want something. Um, even if another person wants to physically sit on top of you and absorb your energy, speak up. Um, and if anything, yeah, that was a very lesson building. That was very transformative as far as, hey, these are things that you should speak up about, or these are things that you know you want, these are things that you want to try, these are visions that you've had or are having. Um, it really kind of, tweaked open a little bit more of that shaman door inside of me. Um, you know, just kind of like, hey, there is a side of this. And, you know, there's a lot of ritual and ceremony. And, you know, by then I was starting to read books on shamanism and watch moves, you know, different things. And, hey, let's explore this. What are these ceremonies? So that was a really good ceremony to just kind of try and go to and be at. Um, and it not be that serious of a thing, I guess. Well, you know, peyote is serious. Um, sweat lodge is serious. But it didn't seem like something that was going to kill me. 
Because <laughs> uh, the other thing with a lot of these, you know, name ceremonies that people are like, oh, my God, don't try that. It's going to kill you. No, it's not going to kill you. Um, so, yeah, I really felt, you know, helped and healed from that, in a sense. But there's still been a bit of something. Um, and if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know there's been a bit of something. You know, we went through the entire story of... Hey, this happened, that happened, you know, family, friends, you know, not really feeling welcome, not really feeling wanted, feeling abandoned uh, by family members, you know, loss of, you know, people die, lost, father, mother, artist, country, whoever, you know. Um, and it's a lot of losses that got to me. I will go ahead and say it. A lot of the stuff really got to me. You know, to the point where you're listening to a radio and a song comes on and it reminds you of one person. And then you listen to the next song reminds you of the next person or the next thing. Um, you know, you start to loop songs in your head, parts of songs even, because, oh, that's the part right there that is, say, ah, a trigger point right there. Um, or intersections, you know, there's an intersection. And that really kind of got to me after the divorce, I noticed. Um, there was this one intersection in town that really just, it, you know, my, my thing really is just, hey, how do I find the tools within self to heal? Um, and I can say with, you know, with the two sessions that I had before, not being the mother, of course, you know, being the things that they were, they really kind of, you know, cued me in on, hey, you can heal. Hey, you do have these tools inside of you. Hey, you should heal. Hey, once you are able to heal, you can heal others. Um, hey, there's this inner healer inside of you. <sighs> Great. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was still kind of a lack there. Um, and, you know, it was still kind of this unhealed part. And the unhealedness, you know, will manifest itself into multiple things you know, multiple situations, it will put you into a mood where if you aren't able to fully grasp that healing, it's going to come back and kind of haunt and get at you at every turn. So right now I'm in a situation where I want to have some healing. Shawnic Innovations, we'll be right back. Microsonic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. Um, it's actually August 1st, Thursday, it's like 6.50 p.m. The recording that I did just a little bit ago, maybe about an hour ago, so I'm making a meal. Um, it's actually called Kitchery. And I'm sure someone's going to leave a comment saying wrong Indian, but it's a India Indian dish that is often used in Ayurvedic to uh, cleanse body, cleanse people out, um, you know, with their diets. Uh, this is basically beans, rice, carrots, <laughs> broccoli, um, yeah. And I plan on eating this kitchery over the next couple of days, basically just the kitchery, maybe like an acai bowl here or there, have some bland oatmeal So if I really want to get serious about it. Um, and anyone knows me and actually who listens to, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
that's kind of mixed up there. Um, I have a couple of like water and juice type drinks that I can have. Not like juice, but um, has a cold press, a cold squeeze. You know where they squeeze out all of the juice from the actual like fruit or vegetable, whatever. I have a green one and also like a lemony type one. So of those, water, lemon water. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna cut away like you know a lot of the stuff that I would normally eat: the pizza, the tacos, all that, you know. Close thing had like a tortilla soup yesterday from Freshy, which is a local kind of healthy place. And um, before that, I had like a chicken teriyaki meal. And, you know, I may have had like a, you know, my last bad meal was Italian a few days ago. Um, kind of funny. So, yeah, but I wanted to kind of do this sort of cleansing here of myself food-wise and then also you know I'll cleanse like my body go ahead and you know get that right get the mind sort of right um and kind of cleanse away from some of the drugs also you know in a sense um it's something I've been doing over time but um you know for the experience here I am going to go at least flower free um I do have like my dad pins and all that sort of stuff, and I'll wean myself off using that from the flower um, because you know, though I, I I love THC and I'm very thankful for you know the healing that I've been able to get with cannabis and especially now with CBD. Um, I don't want to be the guy who's constantly smoking pot. You know, I don't want to be the burnt out sitting on the couch. Oh, let me just light up another one. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I want to be able to use, because cannabis is a plant medicine, I want to be able to use that plant medicine in a safe, responsible, healthy way also. Um, so, you know, I'm going to take a little break, at least for, you know, the next day or two. Um, from that, long enough to do the ceremony here. Um, and the reason why I'm going ahead with all of this, either in or out, dog reason why I'm going ahead with all of this here is because of the ceremony that I'm doing. Um, this one is with the mother plant. This one is apparently with ayahuasca. That um, was actually advertised as an ayahuasca, and then you also like rope with it, which I should probably look that up. That's probably going to be the more scarier thing than the ayahuasca, in my luck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting and fun for me. Um I've said in here, you know, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that there's been some things that have happened in my past and things that have happened in my life that I need healing from, um, be it family loss, dad, mom, be it um, family strife, you know, be it financial, you know, sense of lack that I've grown up with grown old residents. Um, you know, I'm on bankruptcy. I've had bankruptcy number one and could probably easily go into any office and get bankruptcy number two right now just because I don't really have the understanding that I should have with money. And, you know, that's something kind of inbred or embedded into me, you know, from trauma, you know, from watching my mom go through bankruptcy. It's like, oh, you can just bankrupt it away. No big deal. So, and there are things that you can't bankrupt away. Student loans. Not yet, anyway. Maybe, you know, we'll get 
a new presidential candidate and that will just make them all disappear. Maybe not. Who knows? But for right now, yeah, that's kind of killing me. Um, and, you know, and really watching headlines killing me and, you know, a lot of things. I don't even want to use the word killing me. But a lot of things have been getting to me, have been stressful for me over this time. And, yeah, I want to heal from these. I want to be able to go and have a normal life and normal existence. You know, I want to be able to go to a job, you know, and work and enjoy myself and be around the people and, you know, do a good job while there. Um, you know, I've been out of work this summer, so before going back into work for anyone else, and even, you know, thought of working for myself has popped up a lot this summer, um, before really taking that in head on, hey, I need to heal that financial thing going on, that sense of lack there, because otherwise I'll start the company and it just will flop. So let's heal that financial thing. Let's heal that lack. You know, let's heal the... Uh, strife, oh, you're never going to be good enough, you're not going to be able to do this, you know, let's heal all that sort of stuff there. Um, and I'm able to actually start this company doing stuff that I enjoy doing, one thing being singing lessons. So, hey, let's heal that sort of, well, you sure you can sing? And instead, let's go out and teach people to sing, you know, or let's sing ourselves, or whatever it is I'm here to do, let's actually put forth the time, effort, energy, and do it. So, yeah, that's kind of where I've been. Um, is just in the sense of I need to heal. You know, I need to heal relationship-wise. I mean, we have this thought right now, you know, my girlfriend's like, hey, leave where you're at. And seriously, you know, she's saying this, hey, you know, leave where you're at. I'll sell my house here in Georgia. You're basically stopping here long enough to pick me up, you know, however long time it takes for me to sell the house and get a new place out there, and we'll go west. And, you know, it's becoming a conversation, but as much as I would love that, I don't want to take that step, take that leap, and I'm still unhealed. And now I'm on the other side of the country unhealed, you know, ready to damage that relationship. <laughs> so before doing that, let's heal. Before, you know, before starting a new career, let's heal. Before, you know, taking a new step in a relationship, let's heal, you know. Um, Something I've keep kept kind of saying to myself, and again, I have to word this kind of correctly, especially you know with ages and timing and all that. Um, but my goal right now with this is to become the father that I've always seen myself being, and I can say that not as a dad, with no plans of becoming a dad, girlfriend who's probably out of the dad zone age, you know. She said no plans of me becoming a dad. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah, even with that being said, uh, you know, and hey, if she wants to, like, you know, bring a spare, you know, stray kid home, adopt one, you know, rape, whatever. Um, but it's more of being the fatherly type figure, being the role model, being the adult, you know. I never really wanted to do the whole Big Brothers thing because I didn't see myself as an adult. You know, even in my adult years, like, well, what can I show you? You know, what can I what can I teach a teenager right now? How to roll a blunt? 
I'm sure that's a great skill for a teen to learn how to roll a blunt. Yeah, I, seriously, like you don't need to a joint, especially. I'll teach your teen how to roll a joint. That's much better, it's a lot safer, economical, better for their. You know, you're not dealing with the big tobacco leaf. You just have the little paper there. I can teach you how to roll a joint. I can teach you how to roll a joint without the dollar bill. Is that something that you really want me to teach your kid? Would you rather me teach your kid how to sing, or teach your kid? something on a computer, you know, how to edit a video, teach your kid anything else, other, teach your kid history, anything else other than how to roll a joint. So, and you know what? Maybe your kid needs to learn how to roll a joint. Maybe that's an actual skill that kids need to learn these days. I don't know. But whatever that is, I'd like to be able to do that. And I'd like to be able to heal myself enough to where I can, you know, teach others, bring things to others, be good for others. Um, so yeah, this is what we're doing, um, this weekend, actually, you know, this will be one, two, three, four encounters with the shaman. Um, I won't count, you know, having a Twitter, having a, uh, Tinder conversation to say, Hey, let's meet for lunch. And I won't count, Hey, after a year, I'll count that second, Hey, after a year conversation, you know, going into, or, you know, any sort of text, I'll count those as going into the actual face-to-face. -face. So, fourth face-to-face -face with my local shaman here. And I'm excited to do this. Um, I'm more excited. Like, I'm not really scared of, oh, you're going to puke and, you know, this, that. I'm not really scared of that. Um, I'm going to hope that I don't puke for the entire time. You know, and then I'm actually able to get up and do the whole dancing and, you know, whatever sort of crazy stuff you're supposed to do during a ceremony. Um, it's kind of weird, like, hunting around for ayahuasca ceremony videos, and I keep finding stuff where people are like, yeah, I went to this retreat and drank ayahuasca, and now I feel great, you know. But I want to actually see what happens, you know, so I'm maybe trying to get myself in anything. But you know what, whatever it is, also... I trust it, you know, like, and that's really one of the things that I've found um, in a lot of the audio, you know, audio that I've heard from these videos and whatever, is trust the process, trust the medicine, um, trust the givers of that. I trust Carla. Like, I trust Carla with my life, which is very, yeah, I don't, I trust Carla with everything right now. Um, when she texted me for this, I immediately texted back. I didn't stop. I didn't, it was like, uh, you know, and so, that's something that she always said was that, you know, whenever it's ready, you know, whenever the medicine feels that, you know, you need it most, it will come to you. Um, you know, it calls to you. It says, you need to take this. You need to take this. And um, there would have been an opportunity actually for me to travel to South America at the end of June. I seriously contemplated it. Like, I cashed out my 401k from work and was like, you know, I'm going to be broke this summer anyway. I'm going to need to do an experience. And, you know, if not for my girlfriend saying, oh, I'm going to come down from Atlanta and visit, I was like, guess I won't be looking at getting plane tickets to South America on a whim. Okay, fine. But, you know, she came and visited. It was great. But at the same time, I was like, I really want to go. Uh, 
but it's okay. Medicine comes to me. And it felt really good to be able to say, hey, the medicine's going to come to me in this experience. Um, I'm excited, really. I, you know, this is, this has been a lifetime in a sense coming, um, you know, to be able to do an experience like this, have a ceremony like this, have a healing like this. Um, I can remember throughout life having instances where I was like, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to, you know, like, I'd read an encyclopedia and I'd go to, you know, South American rainforest. Like, oh, let's read up about this, you know. I'd see, you know, the National Geographic and that, you know. And then also having little visions of, you know, life, I guess. Um, we have dreams, but also kind of visions and sense. Um, so I could see different things that, you know, have kind of come to pass throughout my life and other lives and whatever. Um you know, being able to tell a story, being able to heal, whatever, and, you know, parts of the story, even, you know, as we go through, um, even some of the different faces, some of the different characters I've seen. Uh, but one thing I can remember also saying, you know, just kind of, hey, you're going to go through an awakening type of experience. So it's good to go through this. Um, it's good to kind of put the money where the mouth is. You know, the channel's called Shabonic Innovations, YouTube, the whatever. Uh, the podcast, all those shameless plugs, but hey, how much shamanic have you done? How much innovating are you going to do? You know, are you really going to find that true medicine man inside of you? Um, or is it just, oh, you just happen to have a couple little trinkets around the house, there's a little painting that somebody made that you bought somewhere, whatever. You know, no, is this actually a healing that's going to take place inside of you where you can, you know, take that to the world and really that's it you know that's that's what i want um i know that you know i know that not only do i need to heal but i can see i can hear i can feel you know a world around me that needs to heal and that healing starts from within the only way that anything else heals is that we all individually heal. You know, the only way that my world around me heals is if I heal. You know, I always ask people, like, how's everything in your world? I hope everything's okay in your world. And your world is the world that you see, you know. It's the world that surrounds you. It's the world that you're binded into, you know. It's the universe that you're around. Yeah, I understand, you know, things happen. You know, we are all on one planet together, but I speak about, you know, your life, your individuality, your world. So in my world, it has not been perfect. In fact, it's been a bit traumatizing and a bit scary and a bit lonely and a bit confusing. And really, time, you know, it's been like a bit of a struggle. Um keep throwing words at it but yeah it's just been that so right now what i'm wanting is to improve my world you know be that light be that change and you know i think i'm already on that path um i can't tell you how many people I, you know yeah i'm you know starting to now see that i've been losing a little bit of weight but it's nice when you run into people and they're like wow, you look great, you lost weight, you seem to be glowing, you seem so at peace, you know, 
that that's what I want. I, I mean, that's becoming more of an addictive drug to me than anything is peace and serenity and, you know, just being able to wake up in the morning and open the curtains and be happy again. Um, that's becoming the, you know, thing that I seem to crave right now. So I want that. And I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to repeat any of this. Like, that's the reason why when I started, you know, the podcast especially, because, you know, from now on, I can just go say, hey, you know what, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know, what? if you want to know about my life from now, like after Saturday, if you want to know about my life, go listen to the podcast, go read the book, go watch the YouTube channel. It's all recorded somewhere. Go anywhere, but don't ask me. I don't need to, I don't need to speak anything about my past. All I need to do at that point is move forward. Okay, it's the reset button. I want the reset button. Okay, I want the start over. I want the start, you know. <laughs> that's why we're at a starting point. We want that starting point in life. Um, you know, so that's what I want. And that's what I believe I'm going to have is a reset where I'm able to emotionally move forward, move past all of whatever's happened in the past leave that behind you know saturday is almost like a rebirth a re you know whatever anything that happened before is done you know um i'm actually going to wrap up here in a few and you know what just go wrap up some work that i've had i've been putting the work off all week putting the work off all week i need to go wrap that up you know and sometime in the next day so that i can go do this um, and it's part of like my, you know, I will give myself as many of these little, you know, back myself up and give myself deadlines so that I can work. So, you know what? Great. I'm going to get my work done. I'm going to eat my meals. I'm going to get some meditation, some working out, some whatever. Um, get myself to Saturday so that I can have this experience. You know, watch whatever I need to, listen to whatever I need to. Um, write whoever I need to, you know, I almost want to like write down, you know, the list of people, dead live Indian food, whatever, that <laughs> are being left behind in this sense, you know, uh, you know, it's not like, oh yeah, great, you know, here's your men's list or here's, you know, your kill list or what you know i'm not doing anything stupid like that or you know oh sorry to all these people you know but this is more of hey um and you know that's what i'm saying like my dad goes on this list my mom goes on this list you know but my sister also goes on this list you know it's more of whatever happened in our lives in the past whatever trauma that happened you know forgive them for that Forgive them for any part they may have had in causing that trauma to me. Forgive myself for any trauma I've caused to them, you know, any grief I've caused to them. Forgive whatever situations we've had in the past um, so that I can move forward. You know, the, the thing with forgiveness, it is zero <laughs> for the person being forgiven. Is one hundred percent for the person from giving. Okay, maybe like forty-five percent for the person being forgiven. You know, yeah. You know what? 
you do get a benefit out of being forgiven. I will, you know, just walk back a little bit on that. So, yeah, maybe like 50% for the person being forgiven, but totally 100%. (laughs) And I don't care if the math doesn't add up. Totally 100% more for the person forgiving. That's who gets the benefit out of it. So I want to have forgiveness in my heart for, you know, the traumas of my past, for the griefs and the sorrows of my past. I want to have, you know, joy and peace in my heart for whatever's happened in that past. I want to move past it. I want to move forward. Um, I want to be able to walk out of this ceremony on Sunday and, you know, I'll understand that, you know, all these things are going to be within me, that change is going to be within me, that medicine is in me, but that change, you know, that knowledge has always been within me. And I'll understand that it'll be my job to move forward. You know, it won't be something where I'm just taking this and I'm expecting that I, you know, Mother Ayahuasca is going to do everything and I can just lay back and relax. No, it's not how that works. Okay. It doesn't work like that with actual Jehovah God. Why would it work like that with, you know, plant mother God? You know, why would it, it doesn't work that with any sort of deity. It doesn't, it does not work. You don't just sit back and relax. Anybody tells you that you sit back and relax after your prayer, you're stupid. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Okay, all these prosperity gospel folks, they ain't walking the walk of Christ, you know, because Christ would say, you got to do the work. Um, you know, and this would be a thing, you know, Christ would say, hey, here's the tool, Take drink this, here's the tool, and then go do the work, you know. Uh, yeah, let's break it down like that, you know. I'll break it down just like that, you know. You, you go to your Ten Commandment, or not Ten Commandment, go to your last separate thing, you know, what do you say to the disciples here? You know, eat this, drink this, here's your tool. You know, we're going to call it little crackers and some, you know, Manischewitz one. In reality, I mean, who knows? <laughs> were any of you at the actual Last Supper? So maybe he had some cannabis in ayahuasca. I don't know. He said bread and wine. That's what they had. And he said, boom, these are your tools. And then he said, go. And it is the same principle that we use now, you know, with our heat. Same principle that I use now when I use the ayahuasca. It's like, hey, here's tools, go. It's not, hey, here's tools and your house is done. It's, hey, here's tools, go. So go build your house. Brick by brick, right? You know, you don't just walk into it, you build it. So that's what I'm hoping to get from this is knowledge of how to use those tools and be able to heal. So I'll keep you all posted. My shamanic innovations Um This is going to be a short podcast, but you know what? Y'all can love it. Live it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back. Shamanic innovations. Peace. Welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. It is Tuesday, August 6, 8.38 a.m. And I wanted to kind of give an update on something that I started to talk about, I think, last week, which was my introductions to shamans and shamanism. And actually, 
you know, part of this whole process here. Um, just a quick note also, I have a website that um, I've been working on and it should be going live shortly. Um, it's on Wix.com, one of theirs. I'll put a link somewhere, hopefully, where people can get a hold of this, especially once I get back over to the podcast. I'll put a link into the anchor linking, I guess. Um, of what it is right now, I don't have a, you know, shamanicinnovations.com just yet, just because it is a just starting, and I want to make sure that I have everything right before I pay for the URL, um, you know, get everything how it needs to be, but for now, it is going to be there, and it's going to have everything, the blog, the videos, um, links to, I have an online store where you guys can come and buy products. You know, I have some artwork that I'll be selling. Um, as I said, the photos, the Instagram, the YouTube, all of that. And, of course, the podcast will be there. So, you know, as I kind of go through my day here, I'm just letting you all know that so that we can all be in tune. Um, and, yeah, it is going to be a pretty good thing there. So... You know, just a little kind of heads up. Hey, go check out the podcast. Go check out the um, YouTube. Go check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that. And you'll be able to check it out on one source, which will be the website. Um, the Shamanic Innovations, if you look it up on Wix. And uh, yeah, it'll be a pretty good time for everyone. I hope everyone gets to check it out and enjoy it. Uh, you know, would love to get some feedback on it. Um, like with every website, it's a work in progress, so... You know, definitely feedback. If there's something, hey, you know, change this, do that, check this out. I'll be more than happy to uh, add it in there. So, um, so today, as I said, I want to talk a little bit about um, the shamanic journey, and we'll say my latest time meeting a shaman. Um, this past weekend, I participated in my first ayahuasca ceremony. It was here in my area, uh, Tampa Bay area, Florida. Um, I think so I want to say like Pasco County, Land of Lakes or something like that. Um, but yeah, here in the Tampa Bay area, Tampa Familia. And, um, you know, it was a very wonderful, transformative experience. Um, you know, the, the people that I've, you know, developed a friendship and relationship with through that there are pretty, you know, in tune, life-changing folks. Everyone has their own daily lives, their own struggles, their own reasons why they come to these things. Um, you know, and when, once you come out of it, you start to realize that and you start to see people, you know, in the better light. You start to see yourself in that better light also. Um, I, I was very much apprehensive.
and they kind of feel worse about you know the experience or they you know it's a bad trip for them um something on the outside world kicks in they have something inside their head that kicks in whatever it may be and it just becomes a not so pleasant experience um my experience was pleasant you know despite being despite being in the outside world i'd say a good deal and surrounded by you know media and technology and other outside forces my experience was still good it was still wonderful um and you know i actually want to go through and kind of detail a good bit of this as much as i can for you within this time period here so it started i um you know as i said i had to go through the dietech you know a quick inversion of the dietech uh which is basically hey let's go get some you know lentils and rice and um quinoa and you know just really kind of healthy base green type of deals you get some protein out of um, I think I had some chicken.
naturally and not really get stressed out about them. So, um, I, you know, I went through and that was, you know, I think two, two cups and the Senegera, uh, into the eyes. And at this point they're like, okay, have another cup. Um, and at this point we're going to give you a, uh, what was it? Rope, rope. Yeah, rope. And if you're not familiar with that, it is a tree bark <laughs> that they mix with tobacco and powder up. And then they take it and stick it in like the end of this bone and blow it up your nose. And it's supposed to, you know, give you little visions and all this other stuff and help cleanse you out of your toxins and all that sort of stuff there. Um, what you're supposed to do is you, you know, you hold, take it and they blow it up each nostril one at, you know, one at a time. And then you breathe basically through your mouth until you want to purge again, you know, and after whatever amount of time, then you can go ahead and clean out your nose. Um, the rep.
sounded like a wonderful idea, like, hey, you know, I can just go and learn about these things and I don't have to, you know, like I can just go to a sweat lodge and just sweat. I don't have to do a sweat lodge and eat peyote when I sweat, you know, and have somebody drive me back because I'm feeling all woozy or whatever. I can just go and do this as a normal person or I can just go and, you know, sit around a fire as a normal person, whatever. Um, so that, you know, and it gives like workshop type of things he was talking about, you know, breathing workshops, different things of that nature. Um, so him and I had a really good conversation just on these types of things for healing, natural healing. Um, but yeah, we closed out our ceremony and because, you know, modern world, I've now got to inform my friend that, you know, the ceremony's done. He can come pick me up. I've got to inform my girlfriend. Hey, ceremony's done. I'm alive. I'm going home. Whatever. Great. And that's more of the part that I guess, you know, becomes an issue here is the integration back into society. Um, I opened up the phone and, you know, of course, the first thing I see is that same news reporter friend of mine. Uh, on Facebook, and you know, I, I can judge life by what she posts. Um, so if she's posting happy, and here's my family, and here's me accepting an award, or here's me eating, or you know, which dress should I wear today, then life's good. But if she's like, oh my god, I'm crying on set, and you know, more people dead in a shooting moment, in, then it's like.
And um, yeah, it, it, I also had a kind of interesting conversation. My local uh, dealer, we'll call him, my local supplier of cannabis, uh, for a number of years actually called me. And it had been the first time I'd spoken to him in a couple months. Um, I got away from him, one, just to kind of, you know, give myself a way to heal through some of, you know, my own processes and get away from some of my bad habits, things of that nature. But also, too, because of, you know, his business moved away from cannabis into opioids. And that's not really a business I want to be involved in. So, you know, for, and then really it became a thing, you know, it moved towards the opioids because he's moved towards, towards that. And he's moved towards making, you know, unhealthy decisions with his life and things of that nature. So it was very negative. Um, you know, just, just to give you an example, he's someone who doesn't vote, but fully supports Trump. Really did. So yeah, I definitely got to get away from you. Um, so with that said, yeah, he calls up and he's like, oh yeah, what are you doing, man? You want to go to the drum circle today? And I'm like, and I actually thought about going to the drum circle, but when I got the invitation from him and it was go out there, basically, you know, with your old dealer because he's now single because his girlfriend's decided to smarten up and realize that he's really going to be a loser forever. So she's once again dumped him. Um, so now he's looking for a wingman so he can go out and chase pussy. And I'm thinking to myself, I literally just got off the phone with my girlfriend. Why would I want to go be your wingman to chase pussy? Oh, and wait, the last time I tried to go anywhere with you in public, you were so, you know, dead to the world, pilled out. You know, I had to, like, carry you home and break up two fights you were about to get into. And, you know, that ended up, like, my next day I had a work thing to go to that you're, you know, just bad. Like, why would I even want to go down that road anymore? Um, so that was, like... You know, that was a really tempting, temptation type of moment. Oh, devil's coming to knock at your door. And you got to be like, eh, you know. And that's something also is that we get a lot of, per se, after going through these experiences, we'll have a lot of devils that will knock at our doors. Um, it gets really easy to get caught back into some of the old habits. So, yeah, part of my, uh, I guess Sunday evening, Monday especially, you know, I got back into the meme habit, whatever, just searching for, you know, something good. But I spent a lot more of that time clearing off those memes from my devices and trying to get away from that. And, you know, realizing, okay, well, you know, you are the meme. You're not really, you know, sharing something, you know, yes, yeah, a positive quote or picture or whatever is good. But, you know, that positivity is really inside of you. Um, and it's really what you have to say along with that. Um, so yeah, I had like a nice, you know, heartfelt, Hey, we need to be better humans type of deal, you know, instead of just, <laughs> I mean, um, but it, you know, it really kind of, that was a good thing. Hey, you know, don't get caught back in that cycle. On the other hand, like I said, yeah, you know, I could definitely see some other devils coming out. Um, I have, you know, Tons of friends, like I say, you know, all over the world and not all of them are, you know, great. So, you know, I got the one friend who, you know, is constantly sending pictures or Snapchats or whatever of herself in a bikini smoking joints. And, 
before, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, you're smoking it up. All right. Looking kind of hot there. Woohoo, you know. Whatever. Great. You know, remember in Colorado, we should, you know, hook up and smoke a joint. And I remember, like, I got to, the, you know, the point of the video, uh, the point last week where I'm going to do ceremony. And I'm like, listen, I got to get off of here. You know, I got a ceremony, and the last thing I need to look at is hot chicken and bikini smoking joints. Um, and she's like, totally cool, yeah, great. So, of course, you know, Sunday evening, she actually hits me back, how was the ceremony? Like, <laughs> you know, I want to hear all about it, and you know, whatever. So, you know, we actually got a good conversation with that. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, text and whatever. And she sent over some natural things I can use also to help. You know, we all have a bit of witch doctor, I guess, in us. Um, so, you know, she's explained, oh, I'm a witch doctor, so, you know, try this chlorophyll stuff. It'll help you get energy for the day and all that, naturally. Um, okay, cool, thanks. Uh, you know, so that sort of stuff was cool. But as I said, you know, again, also, you can see some of the bads come in. You can see some of the, you know, teases and things. Um, you know, it becomes very easy to kind of, you know, ball back up and want to cry yourself through a part of the day. Um, I actually had an incident yesterday that was like, I had a music lesson scheduled and I totally blinked on the time. And I came home, my first reaction was to just go right back in that ball, I want to cry. And I was like, no, actually, you know, it's good. Um, we, we rescheduled the lesson, so that part's fine. And, you know, I learned from my mistake here and the student's still happy with me, so that's all fine. And more importantly, I know that I, you know, have to just get up and do something else. And it's frustrating, you know, yesterday was kind of frustrating a little bit. You know, technology wasn't working perfectly, but, you know, it just became like a, hey, overcome it, over, you know, adapt, make things better. Um, don't, you know, sit around and be afraid of everything. Instead, kind of get up and find some hope. And, you know, if you can't find hope, be hope. So that's really the kind of lesson that I've learned out of this is, you know, yeah, you're going to be afraid and fearful of whatever's going on in that outside world, but get up and be hope, get up and be light, you know? I mean, it's really easy to have fear of the world right now. Very, very easy. You know, we have a president right now who wants to lock up anyone you know, with a mental health issue, but also wants to deport anyone who's, you know, of Latin American heritage, but also wants to ban anyone who doesn't follow his religion, but also wants to grab anyone by the, you know, lady parts, who just happens to have lady parts. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. I'm fearful for this guy because I'm waiting for him to turn around after he's, you know, kicked out all the Mexicans and be like, all right, all right, niggers, back to work. It's cotton ain't picking itself. Back to slavery. We said we make America great again, right? So, yeah, that's a legit fear in my head. You know, legit fear in my head is, oh, my girlfriend wants to move to Georgia. Georgia's not a safe state. You know, not only is it not safe as a medical cannabis user because they don't have medical cannabis, but it's just not safe. I'm a black male in America. It's not safe. This is an interracial relationship. It's definitely not safe. It's fucking Georgia. They have rebel flags there thinking that they're restarting the Civil War at any moment. It's not safe. Like, it might be a little bit safer than Alabama and Mississippi, but 
it's like 48, 49, 50 on the lowest safe list. Not safe, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like not safe, like generationally not safe. So for me, it becomes an idea of, okay, how can I get through that, you know, shadow of death there, valley, and, you know, continue out west or continue to someplace safe? Or how can I develop a life, you know, be it here, Florida, Georgia, wherever, that's going to be safe? Um, and that becomes a challenge more for me is how to develop that sort of safety and how to feel safe and friendly in our world right now, despite everything. You know, that becomes the lesson I think that I've gained most out of this experience is. You know, despite everything that happens in our world, in our society, in our country, in our streets, you know, to still be able to feel that this world is a safe and friendly place, to still be able to walk outside of the door, take the dog around the block, you know, do kind of simple things and feel safe in our society. So, yeah, I think that's really what I'm going to be working on more than anything over this point in time, you know, because... You know, I feel, you know, even like a lot of, you know, issues. Yeah. Um, you know, why would I want to smoke marijuana? Because I don't really feel safe in our society. So, yeah, it becomes a thing for me to find a way to naturally feel safe. And that's the lesson, as I said, I want to take away from this experience is that I am safe and secure. This is a safe and friendly world that we live in. And that, you know, I don't need to walk around in fear, even though it may not at times be a safe and friendly place, even though it may be the valley in the shadow of death. (laughs) I can fear no evil because, you know, God, universe, source, creator, insert your favorite deity name here. You know, that inner shaman, that inner healer, that inner warrior and self you know, that higher self, whatever you want to call, you know, with me, you know, so yeah, that's where we're at, um, the shamanic innovations and I thank everyone for listening and come back and who knows what the next topic will be. Um, but I'll definitely kind of update this one here at some point in the future and yeah, I hope you all enjoy it.